Welcome to the Optimal You podcast. This is pharmacist Steve Ersfeld. Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy the show. My guest in episode seven of the Optimal You podcast is Dr. Scott Bergman, owner of Cairo Kinetics in Walnut Creek, California. In the episode, we cover core strategies for athletes on how inflammation affects performance and recovery, and how reducing inflammation can be beneficial to performance. We also visit about meeting patients where they are at in their personal journey and ways to get them to the next level of their healthcare. Dr. Bergman has graciously offered a 25% discount to your, or for your initial visit. Um, you can, if you mention the podcast, when you schedule a consult, you can reach him at area code 925-930-0708. If you hang around to the end of the podcast, you'll get a special podcast code for for our listeners. So buckle up, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the program. Welcome to episode seven of the Ersfeld Pharmacy Optimal You podcast. I'm your host, pharmacist Steve Ersfeld. The goal of the Optimal You podcast is to have a visit with providers from our area, and in this instance, a long ways away uh, and beyond. Uh, the that provides services that might be helpful to you in your journey to becoming the optimal you. Today's guest is Dr. Scott Bergman. Uh, but before we start a visit with Dr. Bergman, I need to let the listeners know that this podcast provides general information and a discussion about health and health-related subjects. The information provided in the podcast is not intended or should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional medical expertise or treatment. So just a little background on our guest, Dr. Scott Bergman. Uh, he started Cairo Kinetics in 1994 in Walnut Creek, California. I believe that's in the Bay Area. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, he's a, uh, and is a chiropractic and natu naturopathic health clinic focused on guiding patients to a healthy, vital, and pain-free life. Their philosophy is based on the belief that the health and vitality of a body is dependent on the strength of four intertwined pathways, structure, function, biochemistry, and bioresonance. When these four areas are balanced, the body's ability to produce energy required to repair and regenerate normal tissue is optimized. They combine services addressing each of these pathways to create a customized treatment plan to provide the most optimal result for your condition. So thank you, Dr. Bergman, for uh, joining the podcast and uh, kind of a, a little background. Can you kind of fill in any of the, the holes that I left on your background and maybe tell us a little bit about your health journey? Sure, sure. Well, first, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. It's quite the honor. Um, uh, so I, I grew up back east. I um, During my undergrad years, I was in school in Pennsylvania. Um, I got a job as a physical therapy aide with a chiropractor in Amish country in Pennsylvania, uh, South Central Pennsylvania. And there was an actual horse hitch in the parking lot because he had so many Amish patients. So, so they were actually coming in in horse and buggy. And uh, they were incredibly kind and hardworking people. When, when they were working the fields, they were actually working the fields. It was 
it was an ox it was a plow and they would they would get themselves pretty jacked up so um i witnessed uh chiropractic doing some amazing things for for their patients and it, it inspired me to go to chiropractic school and while i was in school i had the very good fortune of doing my internship at the john thee clinic uh he had 40 years of experience uh, created a technique called Touch for Health, which was a kind of like a Reader's Digest version of applied kinesiology. Uh, he wrote several books on clinical nutrition. So as an intern, I was introduced uh, on how to integrate functional medicine into a chiropractic practice before I had graduated 30 years ago. So uh, it, was, it was a very unique um, opportunity. And so uh, when I came out of chiropractic school, it seemed like just a, a natural thing to have integrated into your practice to have that uh, nutritional component. Um, so that's how I got into the integration of, of that in our practice. And uh, we got to see some really fun things with that. That's great. You know, it's it's kind of interesting as I've kind of gone through my own journey with this as well. I can remember uh, probably about five or six years ago going to uh, the Great Lakes Conference in Minneapolis, Neutrodyne's um, big conference. And I'm in there with uh, probably maybe two or three other pharmacists, uh, some nurse practitioners, PAs, probably some physicians, and 400 chiropractors. <laughs> And it's like, you guys, you guys get it. I mean, it just was so cool to see that. And it, and it um, kind of was sad in my profession that there weren't more of us there because that's what we need to be doing for our patients too. Cause we're all kind of treating a different sector of, of the population. So yeah. And I guess our relationship uh, started back at the great, great plains conference in Bismarck a couple of years ago, 2019 before um, everything got all crazy. Um, so that was your first visit to North Dakota, I think? Um, my first professional visit, for oh, sure. Okay. First, yeah. first professional visit to, to Bismarck. Um, several years as I was driving from the East Coast to uh, California for chiropractic school, uh, I, I did several little detours and, and one of them was North Dakota, so I could see Mount Rushmore and things like yeah. that. But yeah, right. definitely, definitely, uh, that was my first professional visit there. It was a blast. Yeah. So one of the things that we have um, in great common with is that we're in business, where we own our own businesses, and we uh, have our spouses as our partners. So how how does that work for you? Is that has that been? I mean, you've been doing it for almost 30 years. So right. obviously it's, it's worked out well. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if there's any other way I would want to do it. <laughs> um, it, it, uh, I think, I think we work well together. Um, my wife, Rachel, uh, when I first met her, she came from the investment banking industry, uh, left the in investment banking industry to pursue her uh, a passion with uh, yoga and Pilates. And so um, when we first met, 
she was working at a renowned uh, health resort uh, teaching yoga and Pilates. And um, I remember being very excited again at this internship at the Thie Clinic. Uh, there was a lot of rehab that was happening. And we had brought people in like Vladimir Yanda from Czechoslovakia uh, for like over a month to stay in our clinic to, to teach us some of the things that he, he uh, uh, had written books about. And we had all of these fantastic people. And I remember saying something to her like, okay, I got to show you this. This is cutting edge rehab. And I showed her something and she goes, uh, that's a yoga pose. <laughs> that's uh, that's 5,000 years old. <laughs> and I said, I beg your pardon. I am not 120 grand in debt to learn a yoga pose. And uh, obviously she was right. And so we realized that most of the, this cutting edge stuff of rehab. And I, I, I went through the diplomate program for, for uh, rehab at 3LACC uh, was all of these modified yoga poses and, and Pilates moves and things like that. So we, we started off incorporating that immediately into our, into our practice when we opened up. So we have chiropractic, we have this functional rehab, Pilates, yoga, uh, functional medicine, things like that. So, and um, uh, we, we read some books uh, 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 very early on. One of our, our patients uh, is a famous author. Uh, his name is Pat Lencioni. He's written several books on business management. And one of the books uh, talked about how um, everybody in the office, you need to figure out what you're an expert in. You need to figure out what you're what your strengths are and and also be humble enough to know what you're not great at and um, i think we've done that pretty well um, uh, rachel is, is very detail oriented and um, i've been told that i'm not a great multitasker and so we we when we have discussions about business stuff um, i i definitely know when i need to be the subordinate for sure and that works out great. So we, we refer to that phrase as mind your own bobber. <laughs> mind your own bobber. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Perfect. So so um, one of the one of the quotes that you have on your website is the, the Thomas Edison quote, which I really, really like, um, which states uh, the doctor of the future will no, will give no medicine, but will interest his patients in the care of the human frame, in diet, and in the cause and prevention of disease. Do you feel like somewhere along the way we've lost our our, our way on that, or or why do you have that on your website? You know, um, I, I I do, and and I think it we it's only us that we have to blame for that. Um, I think. We were looking, we as, 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 a, as a community, as a population, we were, we were looking for answers. And we kept going to the medical doctors for those answers of wellness. And medical doctors are experts at medical situations. They are experts in, in you know, drugs, surgery, they are, they are experts in trying to manage a disease. 
but somehow, I don't know if it was like Marcus Welby or, or you know, some of these TV shows, somehow it, it, it got to be that they were experts in wellness and they were experts in health. And, and I think we did that to the profession and we started giving our, um, our responsibility up to the medical profession. And, you know, it, if I were in an accident, if my, my leg was on one side of the street and I was on the other, there, there's, there's no place I'd rather be than in, in, you know, some of these emergency care hospitals that we have available to us. But I think we've given up that responsibility. And um, uh, that tends to be a conversation with the patients right away that instead of being frustrated with the medical community, be, be thankful for what they are experts at and, um, and, and start taking responsibility for our own health, right? Yeah, I'm totally like you. I always say, you know, if I have a heart attack, I'm not going to be rubbing an aspirin on my chest. And that works. <laughs> right. Into the ER. That's where I'm right. Yeah. So great. Um, a big, I, I guess, a, a part of your practice, I guess, I don't know how big of a part of your practice this is, but um, we're going to kind of dive into a little bit of sports medicine, maybe a little bit of uh, prevention, injury and treatment, because that, you know, with what you've got and the tools you have in your practice, all those things are like just dovetail in with with what you're doing. So when you look at, um, you know, trying to help athletes, uh, what kind of things would you recommend for them as uh, just kind of core strategies uh, as a baseline or starting point for them? What, what, what do you, what do you, how do you guide them? Yeah. I, um, what I, what I think I found out was that higher end athletes are almost self-inducing autoimmune type conditions. And uh, if, if you handle the inflammatory process as if they did have an autoimmune situation, uh, they recover very quickly. Um, so I, I promote the same principles. Physically, I promote the same principles uh, for performance as I do for rehab, uh, joint mobility, uh, muscle flexibility, stability, and last, strength, collectively producing optimal power during during their activities. Uh, but uh, biochemically, yeah, I just look at the inflammatory processes. They are, they are constantly hammering their bodies to the point where sometimes uh, the inflammation overcomes the, the benefits. Mm -hmm. I, um, one of the things I, I had a discussion with, with one of my cousins, because um, Trey Lance is a, is a cousin of mine working in the Bay area with the 49ers. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we, we just were talking about how back when we were athletes back in the day, which is now going on 40 years, whatever, <laughs> some piteously large number of years. Um, if you worked out and you lifted weights and got stronger, you had a huge advantage over a lot of the athletes because a lot of them didn't do that. And now you have all these athletes that are personal trainers, they're going to 
um, fitness coaches, they're in camps, they're, they're stronger. What do you see is, is an advantage that these athletes can get to get to that next level ahead of their competition or ahead of the people they're, they're training against, I guess. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, the, the first place team versus the last place team, uh, they're all training the same way, right? They're, they're, there's not a lot. Um, I think um, Tom Brady is probably the best uh, representation of uh, focusing on recovery, right? Because uh, as a pro athlete, they're all in the gym, right? They're all out on the field. They're all pushing. They're pushing for the for the next level of of um, drive or build. Whether it's building muscle, whether it's building speed, whether it's building endurance, or or you know for the for the average person just to look better, you know, the, the drive to look better or feel better. But physically, there is a difference between not exercising and recovery. And uh, chemically, the, there needs to be a replenishment of the nutrients that were used. So there needs to be some sort of monitoring of um, what's been broken down and, and what's needed for for recovery, whether that's um, a higher protein ratio, whether that's a, a higher carb or fat ratio, whatever it is, it depends on the activity, depends on, on the ind individual. I think emotionally, uh, there needs to be some recovery. I think the athletes uh, today with the stresses that they're under and not only the physical stresses, but having to travel, um, having to you know, understand that their bodies are their product and their brand and that they need longevity. Um, so emotionally there needs to be some sort of mindful practice. And then even neurologically, um, you know, one of the big things is HRV, the, the heart rate variability and looking at how and if they are overtrained. I find that higher end age group athletes and through the professional athletes, more often than not, they are overtrained compared to the amount of recovery that they've uh, allowed themselves to have. And there's a plethora of, of strategies, whether that's cold plunge or um, supplementation, um, all of these things uh, have been shown to be in incredibly important. But I, I think because everyone knows that you need to build the muscle, you need to build endurance and, and, and things like that. I think everything has to re revolve around recovery. I, I think there's a, a yin and yang to it all, right? Um, there's the, the sympathetic nervous system where you're constantly in fight or flight, but if you're constantly training, you're constantly pushing, then you, you, you throw that balance off of that fight or flight versus the rest and repair. And um, so I try to boil it down into those very simple terms for my patients about the whole yin and yang of it all, right? You, you can only push and stimulate mTOR and, and, and muscle tissue proliferation so far, but if you do that too much, then you start building 
uh, metabolic debris, you start increasing inflammation, you need a little bit of that AMPK to what I'll call the yin or that, that rest and repair. So uh, I think the strategies need to be mostly individual for the, for the pro athlete, depending on what their uh, regimen is throughout the day, but you can hyperstimulate the mTOR and, and, and muscle proliferation as well as during certain times of the day, really upregulate the AMPK to try to um, create that yin situation and, and create that recovery. I'm going to, I'm going to take it back a little bit and I'm going to, I'm going to present a 16 year old that likes to go to McDonald's who's an athlete. What would you tell that? Not that, you know, yeah. What would you tell that? What would you tell that athlete um, that they need to do um, just as, as something easy in core strategies that, that would be helpful for them? You know, um, it, it depends on that 16 year old's goals. So I, I try to look at those goals first. And, you know, there is a difference between being a high school athlete and a college athlete. There's a difference between being a college athlete and a, and a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. And uh, even in college, do you want to be NCAA D1? Or do you want to be in a competitive club situation, which is still highly competitive, but you know, you're not sequestered uh, like football athlete where, where everything is, is pretty much done for you, right? And, and has, to, has to be managed for you. So I ask them, do you want to go to the big show? Uh, how important is that for you? And uh, once they, you know, if, if it is, oh yeah, you know, I want, I want, I want to go to the big 10. I want to go, you know, to the, the ACC or the SEC. Um, then what I would say is you're 16 now as picture yourself as a 20 year old. So you're, you know, one or two years into, into college. What do you think your 20 year old self would tell your 16 year old self? when they're trying, that 20 year old is trying to keep up because half that team has already dialed in to the nutrition. Half that team has already dialed in to knowing that they need to get their sleep, that they know they need to, you know, have their, their mindfulness. And would that 20 year old say, yeah, go ahead and have another Big Mac. <laughs> or would that 20 year old tell you let's make some changes now buddy because we have if we do this now we are going to be so far ahead of of the competition and and then i step away right i, I let that mull around and see if that 16 year old um is is motivated enough to to hear that or or not. I mean, you know. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. It, it kind of puts it into their court and makes them think about it. And that, that's kind of what I use for um, just, you know, non-athletes, a 40-year-old and, you know, 
look at your health now. Where do you want to be in 20 years? Are you going to be a grandpa? I mean, do you want to be able to get down on the floor with your grandkids and do those, you know, play with them and have, have those things? So that's, that's a great way to, to frame that question, to put it back on them and, you know, not say this is what you need to do. But if you want to do it, I'll be there and help you. So that's, right. that's great. So one of the things, you know, I, I coached junior high football for about five or six years and just enjoyed the heck out of it. I have three daughters, three grown daughters, none of them in football. So I was trying to get a little bit of testosterone, <laughs> seventh and eighth graders. Um, but I got out just as the whole concussion thing went crazy. So, um, you know, we talk a lot about of concussion and, and try and try and talk prevention and what can you do um, to, to help with that? What, what are you what are you recommending to to people that come in or athletes that come in? How do how are you recommending them to, to you know, we, if you get hit in the head, you get hit in the head. But what what's going to what's going to be beneficial in that realm? Yeah, the prevalence for the TBIs are are, are so much greater than than we knew 20 years ago, right? And it's not just football. Um, I, I think some of the most injured athletes are the uh, gymnasts and the uh, competitive cheerleaders. I've seen more compression fractures uh, for cheerleaders and, and, and gymnasts than I have with football players. That's incredible. Um, yeah, <laughs> super sad. And, and, and the amount of injuries and what they, you know, put their bodies through is, is incredible. But then you have your soccer players, you know, a couple, couple bad heads, you know, you've, you've got the, um, uh, the lacrosse players, you've got almost, almost anything. So uh, every once in a while, we'll, we'll get some people who want to look at the preventative side of things for concussions. And, and I love that. But there's some great research out there that shows that just taking um, a couple grams of DHA uh, can help significantly when there is a concussion. Uh, the, the repair um, and, and the restoration happens much, much quicker if there's a high level of DHA in, in the body. Um, it, if they want to take it further because they know that they're in a sport where, where it's much more prevalent, um, you know, Rick Mayfield's uh, brain restore formula uh, through Nutridine, uh, just doing those two things would be incredibly helpful. Uh, also remembering that whatever happens to the brain within seven to 10 seconds happens to the gut. So as soon as there's an inflammatory trigger from a TBI, there's inflammatory trigger in the gut. And uh, we can do um, some sort of strategy to help with the, the brain inflammation, but we'll constantly get a negative feedback loop from the gut. So handling the gut is, is probably ultimately important because as soon as you can reduce the inflammation in the gut, you can then get a positive feedback loop, get the inflammation in the brain down. And this all happens very quickly through the vagus nerve. 
Yeah, you you mentioned that uh, gut brain connection. I I uh, one of your slides from the presentation a couple of years back um, talked about that. I I, I found uh, um, four hundred times the amount of messages from the gut to the brain, than from the brain to the rest of the body. That's incredible. So if your if your brain's inflamed, or your gut's inflamed, we know that that that's going to be all messed up, and we got to get that right. So yeah, working yeah, with and that's if, huge. If we go back to that sixteen year old who may be a football player, and you can convince them that we we I think we can all agree that that um, fast food is not going to do any benefits to the gut, then. We're just creating a little bit more inflammation to the brain. And then when you do get that hit, it is going to be magnified because the inflammatory cascade is already happening. So yeah, you know, just sometimes just showing a picture. Um, you know, I've got a great picture of, of the vagus nerve and how extensive it is and just be able to put that up on the screen and show an athlete, look how many innervations of the vagus nerve there is to the gut. Right. So when, if you're, you know, doing things in high school that maybe you shouldn't be doing, or if you're eating, you know, crummy foods, your gut is going to be inflamed. That 100% is going to affect your performance. And I, sometimes I'll just give them a challenge. Like, look, I'm not getting on a soapbox. You, you, you do what you, what you do. However, let me challenge you. Try for 30 days of not doing that. Just, just give me, just give me four weeks and you tell me you don't feel better, lighter, faster, stronger with, with greater clarity. Just, just do that. Well, you know, and, and tell me that I'm wrong. It's a great challenge. It's a great way to challenge them. Once again, put it back on them and say, look, give it a go. I mean, 30 yeah. days, 30 days is not too hard to do that. Nah, come on, man. You could do it. <laughs> right. So um, kind of the, the same strategies of reducing inflammation. Now you, you talk for a day and a half on inflammation. We're going to talk, you know, we're going to try and get this into 20 to 25 minutes. So what, what other inflammatory strategies do you have for just the, the regular 57 year old guy that, that wants to, you know, joints not to hurt, kind of feel better? Where, where are we going to be with this going forward? So, yeah, obviously everybody's, everybody's different, but um, I, I do ask not so much what their commitment is, because sometimes they don't even know. I, I, I just ask them what their compliance would be. Um, would they be willing to do one thing throughout the day? Uh, would they be able to do four things throughout the day? And, and I just want to get their buy-in. And uh, you know, sometimes they'll just say, yeah, you know, tell me whatever I need to do, I'll do. And a lot of people um, change their, their minds over time where they, they said, wow, that one thing you gave me, that was, uh, that made me feel pretty good. Uh, what else you got? Or they'll, you know, I'll give them five things and they go, you know what? That's too much. Um, 
how, how do we pare this down? So it, it, it depends on what they're willing to take on. And, um, and then I try to look for the, uh, the biggest bang for, for the buck. And I, I think if I had to choose one thing, it would be omegas. And um, Nutridyne has the uh, ProResolve and Mediators, the PRM Resolve. Um, I, I almost choose that over any of their other omega formulas. Um, there, there's, there's plenty of EPA and DHA in there. And there's, there's a high enough um, amount of the PRMs, those ProResolve and Mediators for, for inflammation um, that, that it can make a change. And so I really feel that within a couple weeks, people feel that and, and, uh, and that's all I need, right? That's, I, I just need to get my foot in the door of their, their compliance, you know, household. And if I can do that, then we can move forward. So that we know that that's going to help with blood sugar. We know it's going to help with cardiovascular and metabolic syndromes. We know that it's going to help with, with joint. So um, I'll start them off with four grams a day. Uh, so, you know, two in the morning, two at night for anybody who's an athlete and, and maybe, maybe I should define athlete in my mind. Um, an athlete is anyone who is willing to participate in the game, quote unquote game. And whether that's a professional athlete who needs to be competing at a really high level, or, um, you know, that's just someone who wants to go to an aerobic class or, you know, get on their Peloton or something a couple times a week. If, if you're in it to, to make a change, you're an athlete. And um, a lot of research revolves around uh, the higher levels of omegas uh, help with all levels of performance and, and wellness. So I, I would probably start off with that, maybe move into one of the medical foods like the inflammies uh, because of how high of the bioactives there are, you know, you'd have to take an equivalent of six to eight capsules a day. So getting them to do one drink that already has some proteins in it, um, they'll feel something between those two things, they'll feel something different within, you know, a week and a half, right? So uh, that's where I try to move the needle. Sure. You know, you you hit it, kind of hit it on the head. We and we've had this discussion before about how you you want to try and get the most bang for the buck and kind of so to speak, so to speak, set the hook with them because you might only get one chance with them. You know, for some reason it's like. I only get one chance, but you can go to other practitioners and keep going back and back and back. And they, it, it, it's not the same. I don't know. I think it's, it's one of our greatest challenges. And, um, and, and I haven't, I haven't cracked that Rosetta stone yet. I, I just haven't, I haven't figured that out of how is it that our patients have been back to their medical practitioners. They're on, you know, four or five pharmaceuticals. They're, they've had three surgeries. 
they keep going back and like, well, maybe this time, maybe this time, maybe this time. And we have, as natural medicine practitioners, we have this very, very small window that we have to wiggle through. And, uh, and we only get one chance, right? And, and again, I will, I will ask the patient, you need to give me the window. Tell me what it is. Um, what am I looking at? Can I, can, I, can I see you committed to a month? And initially, you know, in their minds, I don't think they, they lie, but they go, yeah, I'll give you a month. And, you know, two weeks in, they're going, well, what's going on here? You know, you made me give up my, you know, <laughs> my, uh, my processed bread or something like that. And I really, you know, I love toast. So, and I'm going, we're, we're two weeks in, you, you know, you remember you told me you gave me a month. So <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I'm still, I'm still waiting for someone to help me crack that code well that's that's great great advice as far as you know reducing inflammation i love omega-3s um and uh inflammies is a great product you mentioned neutrodine a couple of times um we're both happen to be on the science team which is is an honor for me i you know kind of wondering looking around at all all of the incredible practitioners going i'm not sure i belong but i'm gonna i'm gonna hang in there with you guys um, but one of the things that, um, why do you use Nutridine? Why is it, why is it one of your go-to? Well, I think you and I agree. We, we love everyone at Nutridine. Um, I, I look at the 50 years of dedicated service to the natural health and nutraceutical industry. Get, show me somebody. So show me, show me somebody who's been in it for 50 years years who's still in the in that game um you know where some of their greatest oldest formulas are still their greatest like their you know their, their fruits and greens the, right. the you know dynamic fruits and greens which was just so much for people um so th that's one thing that they've been in it and they've seen the industry change and they've kept up with the demands of the nutraceutical industry. They're cutting edge formulas. Um, you know, we, we, you and I have the good fortune to hang out with people like Rick Mayfield, who, you know, teaches for the IFM and has, has made some incredible formulas and uh, the way that he backs up his, uh, his formulations with the research. I, I, I don't know if there's a lot of people who can, who can do that. Um, they're, they're mission-driven, uh, mission-driven to keep our community, your community, my community, as healthy as possible. They, they really, really want, want people to thrive, and they really want their practitioners. They, um, I, I, I don't know of another company that, that takes ownership of their, their practitioners, right, that they really want to be there for them. Uh, so the customer service is, is, is bar none. And, um, and generally there's some of the kindest people you'll, you'll, you'll ever meet. And, and that's who you want on your team. And we, it's very hard to do this stuff on our own. It's, yeah. uh, you know, there's so much misinformation out there and, and not only misinformation about what, 
what can happen, but but we get so much um, research on the naysayer side of things. We get so many uh, pieces of misinformation of research saying this stuff won't work and that won't work and you shouldn't do this. Just take this pharmaceutical. So as practitioners, we, we need a team. And, uh, and Nutridine, I think, is uh, from that standpoint, there's no other nutraceutical company out there that, it, that that's there for you like that. Yeah, you know, you, you feel like you want to do the best for them and they want to do the best for you. And it's just one big happy kumbaya fest. <laughs> it it, it kind of is. It's a, it's a little weird. It um, is. It is kind of, but it's just, it's just all good. So I, I feel exactly the same way you do on that. So, so this is, this is going to be a random question. Um, so it, what's, well, first I'll ask this one. What, what is the one thing, if you had one thing that you could tell your patients to improve their health right now, what would you tell them? I think it's more about taking things out, eliminate processed foods and sugars. I think if, if most people were doing that, you know, the, the, in chiropractic, we say the body doesn't need any help. It doesn't need any interference. Remove the interference, get out of the way, let the body do what it's supposed to do. And um, there is nothing more interfering than these processed foods and processed sugars that is in almost everything. And if we can right. eliminate that, which not only is free, right? You know, that doesn't cost right. any money to take something out, uh, but it it also um, saves money, right? And and because you're eliminating these things, and and you can easily look through somebody's um, supermarket bill and and eliminate, you know, 30 percent of of those things right there. And I think that would be probably the, the, the greatest piece of information we can give our patients is just, just try that. Right. Um, yeah. I was, uh, I had to be in the car for a long period of time. So I pulled up uh, Dr. Perlmutter's uh, drop acid book going into uric acid and talking about high fructose corn syrup and storing fat and all that. It was just like, oh my gosh, it, you know, it starts making more and more sense. I mean, you know, we, we don't need this in our, in our diet. So yeah, great advice on that. Last question. Okay. We're let you on with your day. So if you had unlimited resources, what, tool, diagnostic, treatment, uh, modality would you offer your patients in your clinic that you're not currently doing? Maybe, maybe, maybe you already have them all. I don't know. You know, um, I am known for my toys, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, that's a, that's a really fun question, actually. Um, <laughs> I, I think uh, maybe some infrared type treatments, um, uh, things that I already have, I think a lot of them would overlap, but um, maybe like a cold plunge tub or something like that would be super sure. fun. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, 
on a daily basis with our with our patients, we are monitoring their their um, their bioimpedance. Uh, we, we use the RJL machine for that. Um, I use uh, this biological resonance therapy um, that um, several years ago I I was um, came up with a Crohn's protocol, um, and that's. Um, uh, through FSM, uh, frequency-specific microcurrent. It's a very specific uh, electrical modality. Um, I love my little HRV uh, heart rate variability uh, machine through HeartMath. Uh, putting a patient on that and letting them see what their HRV is right away, I think is great feedback, but yeah, I, have to have to, I have to put a little bit more time and thought into the toys. I'm sure I could come up with something. Oh. That kind of must be a lead in to maybe having you back as a guest another time, I guess. Maybe that's, maybe that's what we need to shoot for. Well, um, the toys. Right. So, um, if, if our listeners have made it this far into the podcast, we always give a little reward. So, um, if you mention Dr. Bergman podcast uh, to my staff at the pharmacy, or if you call in an order, you can get 25% off a supplement of your choice. So, Dr. Bergman podcast is the key to that. Dr. Bergman, this has been a great pleasure. You're a great guest as always. Um, thanks for hopping on. And I really just appreciate you uh, sharing uh, your wisdom and knowledge uh, to, our, to our listeners. Well, thanks so much for having me. It was great fun. As always, be vigilant about your health.